The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? A-Town Connection right here. You got Young Bloods uh, featuring Daddy Fat Sack. You know what I'm talking about? Outcast. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like this. Check it out. Welcome back to another episode of the Crown and College Podcast presented to you by the CSPN. I am one half of your host, Jeremy, a.k.a. Black Dante on Twitter, a.k.a. Black Panther, a.k.a. Don't Be Wildin' on Air Green's Internet, a.k.a. Is Y'all Niggas Hiring? And as usual, I am joined by my friend and my co-host. Hello, it is me, Tobiaka XO on Twitter, a.k.a. Tell Your Tall Line 2, she can still wear her tall heels around me, um, a.k.a. because I'm going to be in my tall heels too. Hi. You are doing amazing, friend. Um, amazing is what I specialize in. There you go. Um, thank you for uh, joining us again for another episode. Um, we are a CSPN media podcast presentation. You can go to our website, CSPN.us, and click that podcast tab and listen to all of our episodes thus far. Um, you can leave comments on the episodes. You can rate the episodes on the show pages, on the episode pages. And... If you like our country asses and our hot takes and opinions on pop culture and politics and silly shit in the world and music and such, you can help us out by leaving us a review on however you listen to your podcast or your podcast listening advice. We will read them. Um, we'll give you a shout out. Um, I haven't checked Stitcher in a while. Um, and I haven't checked Google um, <coughs> or Google Podcast or Google Play Podcast. Um, cause, but I check iTunes, not all the time, but pr- fairly usually, cause that's the biggest medium. Um, uh, thank you for everyone that leaves us a review or a rating. We greatly appreciate it. It helps us grow. Um, and the biggest way you can also help, um, is to listen to all of the shows on the CSPN cause we got something for everybody. Um, and go to that, keep our podcast free tab on our website. If you enjoy all of our content we have Many, 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 many sponsors that our boss man and CEO Classic has um, um, secured the bag with. And it's of no extra cost to you if you shop with our sponsors through our website. All it does is give Classic a portion of the brick to keep the lights on. So you won't have to pay to listen to me sound like um, a stolen Subaru. Yeah, let's go with that. I think that's uh, pretty accurate. Um, So, yeah. Um, So we bike. Um, And with that said, we are going to um, give y'all a show today. Um, before we get into the into the show, um, how was your week, Bianca? Um, this was a strange week. A really kind of shitty introduction to the month of March, um, which is a month I always like. Cause my mom's birthday is in March. Um, it's when spring usually is, you know, about to pop its head out and maybe not let the titties out just yet, but you know, show a little bit of leg in there. And yeah, no, so. March historically has always been one of my favorite months, but yeah, this one got off to a really weird start. Um, working though, bills are paid, various other things. Um, it's a bit special. Um, well, it also it's also a bit special for you because this is um is it is uh, women's uh, women's uh, women's history month. It is. Um, yes, and and, this- and 
Go ahead. I will say, leaning into that, you know, at this phase in life is kind of weird. Like, I'm still in the, like, why are men phase of <laughs> this whole situation. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so no, like, to, to try to make it seem like I'm making, like, this, like, phantom, like, this quantum leap from, you know, like, somebody who, you know, identified outside the binary to identifying as a transgender woman, um, you know, it, it's rife with complexities and difficulties and challenges and, and nuance. joy and pride and appreciation and fondness and all those other things. Um, so with this, uh, again, like the first, I guess you'd say, month of mine um, in this context, um, I'm really just trying to step back and breathe it all in, actually, and just, you know, take inventory, like, in the personal level, just how much the women in my life, you know, have meant to me and, you know, how their influences may have shaped me and maybe the person I am today um, instead of trying to, you know, take some sort of, you know, awkward ownership of it. So that's kind of where I am with it. I mean, obviously it's something that I'm not, you know, I'm not sitting here saying like, oh no, I don't appreciate, but like, it's like what it means. It's just a little different from, I guess, you know, maybe somebody who's got a little more skins in the game in terms of being like further along with their transition. So right. I'm still me and I'm still pretty fucking awesome at it, but yeah, no, this is this is a time for me to be very introspective and not very, like, outwardly, like, performative of anything, again, other than, like, why are men, so. <laughs> I'm picking up what you put now. Um, with that said, you know, um, it's Women's History Month, and um, I would, um, I think we said this even last year, like, um, take this, this month, I mean, really every month and every day, honestly, but... Um, Take this month to really um, study women's history um, and womanhood, um, you know, and just just learn you something. Uh, that's just, like women in general, like uh, cisgender women, trans women, women, you know, in, in the binary, um, their contributions to like society and, you know, their suffrage and, you know, maybe learn some things so you won't be triggered when people say men are trash on the Internet. So, you know. Just a th- just a thought, just a thought. Uh, speaking of speaking of men of trash, we got who? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we, um, yeah, we, we, we got some short on that um, ever on this program, of course. But yeah, yeah. But um, speaking of, I would just like to um, make a quick um, statement, and then we'll get in get into the show. Um, say no to coworkers. Say no to coworkers. <laughs> Our friends at. Jaden XD have been preaching this for years. They have evolved. Um, I have. Uh, we we have formed a, a, a joint union <clears throat> that formed uh, NAC Niggas Against Coworkers. Because let me tell you, <laughs> coworkers. The, the week I had coworkers love to tell you they business that you didn't damn ask for, and they love to include you in their personal business and they drama that you didn't damn ask for. Now, with that said, <clears throat> with that said. I, me myself personally, am not above listening to my coworkers argue and tell their business and 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 uh be and be 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 a spectator to their mess while also not participating in the mess. I'm not above that shit. I ain't gonna sit here and lie to you. <laughs> I stand up. I stand up in my mind of my business at work, but also being privy. To their business that they tell themselves, I'm not above that shit. Cause I just be sitting back in, with my headphones on, um, pausing my podcast and my music and listening to this shit, just judging in my head. I'm not above that shit. That I ain't gonna sit here and lie that like I ain't. Cause this week was hilarious at work for me with my damn coworkers getting into it 
and creating drama and me just sitting back like Joanne the Scammer <laughs> just with a smirk and shit. That was me this whole goddamn week and last week. And I ain't above that shit. So say no to coworkers, but also be entertained at your coworkers wilding while also not participating in the mess. This is a PSA. So with that said, <clears throat> um, the Oscars were Sunday, right? It was Sunday. Yeah, the Oscars were Sunday. Um, now, I don't really watch none of these award shows other than the BET Awards. Not even gonna lie to you. Um, and sometimes I only look at the BET Awards because I know they're gonna play that shit, rewind and play that shit like 165 times. But um, just as a as a precaution for me, uh, whenever they, they had these award shows, I'd be rooting for everybody black. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, that's just for me. That's just what it is. Like I don't watch this shit, but I'm rooting for everybody black. Uh, and I think um, didn't get out one right. Get out one for best screenplay. Yes, I think that was the only black that we had to win, right? Um, you know, I don't have the <clears throat> the Academy Award uh, list of winners, Big Five, otherwise uh, pulled up in front of me. But it's the only one I remember seeing any sort of like discussion about. It. So let's go with that. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, but the Oscars. Um. Also, a notable figure that caused a bit of controversy and why they won. So, um, one Kobe Bean Bryant won an Oscar for his short uh, film. Um, oh, hold on to me. For his short film, uh, I forget the damn name of the shit. But it's, it was a, a poem. From my understanding, it was a poem that he wrote and turned it into a short animation film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he wrote, uh, I think on a Playoff Tribune, he wrote Dear Basketball, which was like his ode to um, the game that brought him so much money, success, fame, and a really unfortunate incident in Colorado. Um, yeah. Yes. Which yes. I don't think he mentioned. I think that I think that was on the cutting room floor of his uh, final draft of Dear Basketball. But, um, yeah, so yeah, he turned he had it adapted into a uh, little short animated uh, film, which I don't know what else he was up against in the category, to be perfectly honest. So I'm not at liberty to really say whether or not he did or didn't deserve it. Um Right, same, same. I don't know. I don't know the competition. I don't know the landscape for it, but I know that he won. Um, and on the one hand, good. Um, you know, he, you know, he won. He won. Um, but as you alluded to, uh, one unfortunate, one incident in Colorado uh, resurfaced um, because there was a bit of controversy. Um, because as he won. Um, his rape case resurfaced. Mm-hmm. Um, and not everybody was okay with that. Um, and I saw a lot of, I mean, to be perfectly frank, to be perfectly honest, I, and it was predictable, but I saw a lot of people who have kind of been on the, we believe women, um, I support me too wave. Not keep that same energy when it came to Kobe. Uh, I saw a lot of this is distasteful to bring this up right now. This isn't the time. Um, uh, why? I didn't see any NBC. I didn't see any. Kobe was just trying to buy NBC. <laughs> At least not yet anyway. Um, but I did see a lot of I did see a lot of people change their tune because it was Kobe. Um, I did see a lot of people um, who was just upset at the notion that someone would even bring it up, you know? Mm. 
Um, I saw a lot of people um, attack people and even publications who even dared to be like, oh, yes, it is good that Kobe won this Oscar. But with a lot of people that um, win things or have success, he there's nuance in that he is troubled and also did a very terrible thing, allegedly. <laughs> so we don't get sued. Um, Thank you. So, yeah, because niggas is broken. Niggas ain't got time to get sued. Because um, uh, Kobe could buy all of us. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so with, with that, um, how much do you remember about the case? Oh, I mean, I was there for all of it. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I was um, active on the Internet at that time. Um, so remember all of the sort of ongoing discussion about it. Um, I remember the initial, like, controversy of, like, oh, my God, like, Kobe Bryant's been accused of this? Because, I mean, up to that point, you know, the, the other big controversy that Kobe was involved with was um, with uh, the woman that he, you know, when he married his wife um, and how they met while she was still in high school. Um, mm. And that was a big thing. And that I was, see that I didn't know. Yeah. She was 17 years old. Um, mm. She was a background dancer in an East Siders video. I draw your own conclusions. I'm not going to, not putting myself in between that. No, not happening. Um, right. Anyway, Kobe was in the building. He was working on his musical album, which went, you know, 10, um, allegedly. <laughs> and. Yo, I saw somebody on Twitter. Uh... No, 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 no. Uh, fucking um, our boy Rashani over at her single simulcast, they were talking about Kofi. <laughs> they said when he was rapping, he sounded like a hotel. <laughs> um, From what I remember, he's not wrong. <laughs> but no, okay. So, um, right. So, yeah, Kobe, you know, marries this girl um, as she's finishing high school. Um, class 2000, whoop, whoop. Um, oh, they started dating. Um, he got engaged while she was finishing high school. Uh, they got married the following year. Um, and here's the list of people who did not go to Kobe Bryant's wedding on his side. His parents, mm. his sisters, his agent, or his teammates. Mm. Now that is interesting. See, I didn't know this. Yeah. Mm. And so, right. So there was, there was that. But again, Kobe had the, you know, most Jordan-like Jordan thing going for him as well. So... The criticisms weren't but so pointed because, again, this is a time when, like, Jordan was out of the league and people were looking for who that next Jordan was going to be and Kobe seemed like he was it. You know, he was in Los Angeles, you know, he was winning the titles and everything else was going on. And then this happens um, the summer after the 3 P ended. And, um, yeah, like I said, I was active on the internet at the time. I remember all of the details. I remember most of the discussion about it. Um, there was a usual round of... Not so much on the extremes, but you had people who were like, yo, that's preposterous. Like, I don't think he would do that. Then you had people who were like, it's fucked up that he cheated on his wife, but I'm not sure that he would cheat on his wife and do something that was not consensual. Then you had people who were like, Kobe's, you know, been awarded so much so young at age and probably thinks he can do whatever he wants. And so is super, like, scandalous with his. And then there were people who were like, yeah, that nigga did that shit. You know what's crazy? I think that that, when it came out from what you, uh, I think that was a more. I put it like this. I think, which which honestly is crazy to fathom this, but I think had that happened now, it would have been a lot worse as opposed to when it happened back then. From the, like the as far as the discussion goes, mm -hmm. 
Well, like, back the, then, like we were not armed with the nuance, just as as a as a stance in in society, um, such that these discussions would just they were just categorically harder to parse, like down to the micro. Because if you were doing this in a barbershop, I mean, barbershops have been the same for you know hundred years now. But if you were doing this online, there was still this sort of air of like the internet's kind of the wild wild west. And so, also keep in mind again, I was nineteen years old when this all went down. So. Right. I'm talking with my peers. I'm talking about teenagers to people in their early 20s being seen as like elder statesmen. And, um, you know, as we've learned, obviously in the years since then, people in their early 20s don't know shit. <laughs> Correct. And so, again, the internet was Wild Wild West back then. So it was a lot of we just got our jokes off. And it was like, yeah, we don't really know each other, know each other. So we're just going to get these jokes off. We ain't not three names, you know, like how are you like? The notion of being on social media is like we got real names and faces and like family stories and shit behind all this. And you know, some people have been on Facebook for over a decade. Like the world has changed. Like all that shit's in the palm of your hand now. Um, the time for nuance and the ability to explore and to learn more about what it is that you're reading, consuming, taking in is more heightened now than it's ever been. Um, right. And so, you know, like we remember Dave Chappelle, for example, you know, who has been criticized for the timbre of his recent uh, comedy work um this shit would have lit the universe on fire back in 2004 because again like again it's 2003 2004 we're talking about that's what Chappelle show was like king of the fucking world in comedy and so you know when he had the the skit where you know he did the sexual consent form like we look at that now and it's like that's so patently stupid i don't see why anyone would even seriously like even look at this but back then like we chuckled when he threw the condom at the trash can and yelled kobe right is anecdotal back then so mm -hmm. And so how we parse things back then versus how we parse I'm not making excuses necessarily. I'm just saying that's what we were as a society. Like, that was a joke we could make that now in 2018 doesn't stand. You know, you could make Bill Cosby pudding pop jokes in 2003. You can't make those in 2018. In fact, you haven't been able to make those for a pretty long time now. Um, and on and on it goes. Um, we're just better equipped to not joke about shit that needs to be taken seriously. And a thing I'm kind of dodging on purpose, but I guess I'll just go ahead and dive into um, is that um, obviously the case was dropped. Doesn't mean he was innocent. Um, his statement was that he felt that the encounter was consensual, but you know, going through the legalese of everything, he came I to realize that I got to put up. He came to realize that she didn't view the incident the same way, and you know, listening to her attorney and even her testimony in person, you know, he understands how she didn't feel that she consented to the encounter. He like he says he understood how, he, how she felt that way, and. I'm going to say contrition only goes so far. Um, and what I mean by that is you can apologize. And there'll be people who, you know, that's sufficient. Like, if you can know yourself better and, and do better going forward, that's enough for some people. Um, and the way you prove that is just through a lifetime of, like, don't you ever cross my trust again. And some people legitimately live up to that. And good for them. And then some people you're not going to win back. Um, you just won't. So when it comes to you know, that second group of people, um, again, the best, the best apology is better behavior. Um, yeah. And I feel like many who have been wronged would say that, you know, you can say you're sorry, but like, please just, just be better to me, be better for me. And that'll right. be proof that you mean this apology. You're not just saying it because you got caught or whatever. So, right. and not even just, just for me, but also for yourself too. Mm -hmm. um, um, what I, what I'll say is that that's, that's the story about Kobe Bryant in that realm. And again, that, that was 15 years ago, and I think the passage of time softens the blow, while at the same time, again, in this social climate we're in, it's it's worth revisiting, and it's worth saying, like, hey, how was this handled? Like, are we 
okay with like the words he used? Are we, you know, are we okay to let his improved behavior be our apology, or is he just personally buried? As far as I'm concerned, like I appreciate it in that way. Um, the thing I'm not so much a fan of is like the rewriting of like the way things actually happened. And not that I witnessed any of that, but sometimes it does happen where it's like people try to rewrite the way events went down, and it's like, no, let's 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 remember the way the world was before you know iPhones and before Twitter and before the ability to have these discussions with thousands of people in real time. Um, and even just the way we understood the world back then. I don't think that's happened with Kobe. Because um, I think it's just, you know, it's one of those things where you can't even, um, you know what I mean? Like, I, I saw dudes, like, just irate at the fact that it was even brought up. You know, I don't even think we've gotten to the point where, it's, you know, we haven't even got to the rewriting of history phase. We got we, we right. are at, we are at, don't you even bring this up. This is disrespectful. It's not the time. Well, when the hell is it the time? You know what exactly. I mean? Like, and, like, yeah, those are the people I, that's another question that I just don't have anything for, like, all the same. Like, the, the, not the time stuff. It's like, no, the time is now because we're talking about it now. Like, it, it became the time um, as a virtual circumstance. And let's just deal with it and actually address what's going on or just, like, get out of the way and don't be here making this ruckus over nothing. Um, and I also think, like, it's because when you, like, read the case, like, one, like, I was, um, obviously, I'm, I'm a lot younger than you are, um, but at the time, um, like, even when I got of age and, like, knew about it, like, I didn't know a lot of the details about it. So some of the, some of the details about it, even um, as I'm revisiting the case and I'm learning, like, I didn't know that they found his DNA on her. That I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, they also, like, the lawyers, they also found, like, like DNA from, like, another person or other couple of guys or whatever. But it's like, they also kind of did that classic thing that they still do today where it's like, oh, well, she... I mean, she had sex with other guys, and it was consensual. So, I mean, how could Kobe, you know, rape her or whatever? You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, that's a that's a stupid argument. Exactly. Right. Right. So, like, um, I didn't know they found the DNA evidence on it. And I also didn't know the the uh, statements that she she made that she gave to uh to the police and the statements that he gave to the police. Uh, so it's even it's worth revisiting. I think if people separate their admiration for Kobe. On the basketball court, and really or their hatred, or, or or their hatred, um, and revisit this case with some objectivity, right? And, Re- rename him, rename him, uh, Kobe Smith, right? Re- instead of being Kobe Bryant, re- rename him Kobe Smith, and just look at it, and it's like, okay, Kobe, um, has an incredible resume. Um, now he has an Oscar, but he also has this, and it's worth. Noting, and especially with the climate that we're in, because um, this is kind of, I mean, more or less, this is kind of textbook how nobody, I don't want to say nobody, it's rare that a man who, and I mean, men are usually the people that commit these kind of crimes, um, it's rare that a man really, like, that pe- some, a man gets counseled or sees justice you know what i mean like it's not saying it doesn't always it doesn't happen but it's 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 kind of rare you know what i mean because it's so like it's so the culture of assault and power and money and 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 toxic masculinity it is so ingrained in this society even to the goddamn criminal justice system like it is so hard to prove some like they found evidence of this nigga like like you know how people always say well just take a rape kit okay they did that and they found the dna of this nigga back then right back then and, 
And so the thing about that is, like, and, and I'm pulling up some facts of the case myself, um, is that Kobe's not saying that they didn't have sex. Like, that's the, I think that's the thing about it. Like, he's not saying they didn't have sex. And I don't think she's, she's obviously not saying that they didn't have sex. Um, right. He's saying it wasn't consensual. And he's saying Right, it. and he's saying, I thought it was. Apparently, I, I misread something or whatever um, between the two of us. Um, it's a little bit like that. Yeah, no, initially, he did, um, yeah, his initial uh, report that they took said that uh, he said he didn't have sexual intercourse with her. So, like, that's like, okay, now that's garbage. Like, you you know, that you shouldn't do. Right. Um, and apparently, again, like, he was like, oh, yeah, I didn't do that. And they were like, nigga, we got evidence. And he was like, okay, uh, you've made a compelling point. But I thought it was consensual. Right. It's like it's like he didn't believe him it, it, himself at first, and then it was like, oh, okay. It's almost like the pol- like the police convinced him, like, yeah, you you did this shit, nigga. <laughs> you know, right? Which which is terrible, but it's also kind of like, damn, nigga. The the police had to con- to t- convince you that you did this shit. Like, ain't it the other way around? Like, you supposed to p- convince the police that you didn't do it? But it's like, uh, more facts coming. It's like, oh, damn. It's like, well, shit. Maybe I did do this shit. God damn. <laughs> Good lord! I, oh my god, I'm ugh. I'm reading the paragraph from this file. I, I don't want to read it out loud, but it just so I ate right before we uh, began podcasting, um, right? And I almost unate with <laughs> this paragraph I just fucking read because oh my god, humans are disgusting. Anyway, um, yeah, no, um, I think again to put a kind of fine point on this. Um, again, it, there's no wrong time to ever discuss these things. Um, I do think that, you know, again, there's an appropriate way to have the conversation. And I think for the most part, most people color within those lines. Um, the thing that does annoy me is when, you know, people just come out, like, with their, you know, trebuchets and shit, hollering, camps, 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 camps. And it's like, yo, like, let's actually, like, talk about this because if that's what we were going to do, like, we would just do that every single time. And, like, there'd be no one standing. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about this. Um, mm. Well, the reason I say let's talk about it is because, like, let's reach that as a consensus instead of one person banging that drum and trying to convince people, like, that way. Like, I'm the one who I'm like, you know, like, personally, I'm like, hey, if you're going to cancel someone, like, by all means, do it. But, like, don't just have me out here canceling people willy-nilly. Like, let's, let's, let's nail that down. Let, let's reach consensus. Like, for example, uh, there's somebody we're going to be talking about in a few minutes who, like, at this point, there's not much more needs to be said about him. Like, he can go. Um... But with something like this where we're revisiting, like, again, like, I think it's important to have intelligent discussions about the hows and whys of everything because we did not have that 15 years ago. We didn't have that 14 years ago. And it's like, now we can do it. Let's do that. Fair, but I also am of the mind that some people, even 15 years ago, did know. And we may not have known they knew, but they knew. We're just finding oh, yeah. out that they knew because we are connected more to the world via social media, and they have been on fuck that nigga and cancel that nigga since 15 years ago, and who, in my opinion, who are we to tell them not to say that just because we late to the party? You know what I mean? Hold on, I'm not, I'm not I mean, I'm not saying not to, I'm saying that that is, that can't be the whole discussion, is what I'm saying. That's all. I'm, I'm, I got you. I'm picking up what you put down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I think... Like, um, if we're talking about it, it's gonna be talked about, and like, I'm all for that. But I think the thing is, when you come in and you go, you know, like, again, you just come in just waving this, this singular message flag, other people are going to come in and they're going to go, no, 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 no. And then, like, we've hit this really stupid impasse where it's like, we could at least talk through this. I hate you. Um, I, I do. I hate you. Um, and, 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 and the reason I say that, I say that because, because of the nature of headasses. Like, and not that I'm, like, trying to protect them. I'm trying to protect against them. I, I don't want headasses drowning out meaningful discourse. Because, That's you know... Right. 
we know you, you've seen people jumping other people mentions being head asses and you know that they 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 grind intelligent discourse to a halt in ways that like no one else can like the alt rights get at that shit the on rights get at that shit and like that, that's true that's true that's true I, you, fair fair uh so yeah i think um I think Kobe's case is a good one to to revisit um, or, or or learn about if you if you don't know, you know, because uh, I think it is I think like with most things in history, I think it's I think it's you know, what? why, why are we here? Why are we here? I think it's important for us to learn and not only just have discourse, but and I'm specifically talking especially about men here. But to learn of like, here's the thing: the end goal should be well. It should the end goal shouldn't be okay. Well, we're just gonna stop, uh, or we're just gonna correct, uh, or try to prevent uh, men from uh, from assaulting or raping. Like mm-hmm. the, it shouldn't just you get what I'm saying. Like it shouldn't just be we're going to eliminate the extremes. Um, let's also try to eliminate the small things. You know, like the the um the being weird about getting women's numbers and stuff, you know, or just making women feel uncomfortable here. You know what I mean? Like we can't just be like, okay, well, rape is bad. Okay. No shit. But what about this other shit that men do that makes women feel uncomfortable and could possibly lead to the extremes? You know what I'm saying? Like it has to be, we have to, we can't just look at the Harvey Weinstein's or the Bill Cosby's or the R. Kelly's and say, let's eliminate them. We also have to eliminate, um, the behaviors of the Kobe's or shit, the Aziz Ansari's, you know what I mean? Like, mm. because I think when we get into just be like, because we get, because we get into like this weird territory, because I saw people doing this with Aziz Ansari, where it's like, well, we can't focus on this because it's minor as compared to Harvey Weinstein and the Aziz Ansari case is distracting from the Harvey Weinstein. Like, no, nigga, all this shit is bad. All this shit is bad and all this shit is bad behavior tm period that men the brand tm do to women and if we're going to get better and eliminate this shit we can't just focus on the big shit we have to focus on because we're one we're humans we can focus on multiple things at a time we have to focus on the big shit the little shit the shit in between because ultimately the goal it should be to improve men's behavior and ensure better safety of women and we can't do that if we just focus in on the extremes of the world, you know, we got to, right. we have to encompass all that shit and we're capable of doing that because we're humans capable of focusing on multiple things at a time. Some of these niggas anyway are. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah. 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 <laughs> that is correct. Um, so yeah. Um, don't, don't be a head ass over people talking about Kobe's case. Um, it is pertinent, um, especially in the time that we're in and it should be revisited and it should be discussed and it should be talked about. And if nothing else, Read and learn about the case before you jump on this hill defending Kobe. Yes, please read about the damn case. Because I mean, at the very minimum, I could we can attest to this. I mean, at the very minimum, the nigga halfway owned the shit. A pilot admitted to the shit any damn way. You know, like, <laughs> like at that point, like, what the hell else can you fucking defend if the motherfucker, <laughs> the motherfucker listened to his accuser's testimony and was like, "Well, shit." I mean, maybe. I don't know. Like, I mean, what else have you got to defend at that point? You know what I mean? So, anyway, moving on in um, other um, men of trash news, so, and in and, and nobody ever against counsel, quote-unquote. 
Uh, so this is from Fashion Law. Um, I think this is more or less like a blog site for fashion or something. Um, an independent, an independent source for fashion and law, business and culture. Um, but yeah, this is a piece that was written. Uh, twenty-one rape allegations later, Ian Connor remains fashion's bu- remains in fashion's busiest circles. Um, for those who do not know who Ian Connor is, he is good. God, the- I wish God. I had the pleasure of not knowing who the fuck he is. Ugh. Um, he's most so notable. Yeah, he's most um notable for being um in Kanye's crew. Um, and like I say, like he's real like in the fashion scene and shit, and the designer and all that shit. But uh, yeah, this motherfucker has twenty one rape allegations, and I think. Did he admit to like one of them or some shit? I don't know. I don't know. know. (laughs) Maybe. Sounds right. Possibly. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. But uh, I got part of the article. um, I'm I'm, uh, I'm going to uh, to pick and choose. Well, not pick and choose, but like it's a lot to read. But anyway. um, Yeah. Beyond the disturbing. um, Let's see. Okay. Here we go. Profiled by Vogue in February 2016, the Fashion Bible praised Connor for his, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that word, for, for his, basically for his sense of style, <clears throat> his feelings, and to try the most fashion forward trends. It seemed like the fashion industry and certainly the street streetwear world have found its newest it boy. That is until two months later when Malika Anderson spoke out. The 23-year-old Decatur, Georgia native and Emory University student published a lengthy post on her blog, Malika Speaks, dated... Uh, April, April eight to two thousand sixteen. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, trigger warning. I'm sorry. Classic. Put a, a trigger trigger warning in this when you edit in this shit. I'm sorry. My apologies. Uh, Ian Connor is a rapist, and I know firsthand. In that post, Anderson details very specific terms. Her then budding friendship with Connor, which she claims ultimately turned into rape and was followed by attempts by Connor to intimidate her into silence. Anderson told Complex in an interview in April 2016 that she did not get a rape kit exam, but several days after the alleged incident, she was tested for sexually transmitted diseases at Emory University Clinic. In that same interview, Anderson described how her life subsequently played with shame following the alleged rape by Connor. She was embarrassed, felt guilty, and although she said she knew she didn't do anything wrong, she still felt guilty, was in denial, and was angry. For over a year, she felt unable to speak out about Connor. Then, in late 2015, she tweeted she called Connor a serial rapist in a tweet dated December 3rd, 2015. And then the harassment and threats began. The same day she posted her tweet, Anderson claimed she received a handful of distressing messages from a Twitter account that she believes was created and controlled by Connor in an attempt to scare her from revealing any more information about the encounter. It was then that Anderson said she decided to file a police report as confirmed by the special units, uh, special victims unit of the DKL County Police Department. She said, quote, I've been thinking about reporting it for a while and I... I had just been hesitant, but after that, I was like, oh, no, I've had to deal with so much because of this. I was so depressed and went through a lot, and I was like, you're not about to come back and harass me anymore. It did not result in any charges, um, which, you know, no big surprise because it's, it's rare that these niggas get charged or even see jail time. Um, now, beyond beyond the disturbing details of Anderson's experience with Connor, her post brought about about an even more disturbing revelation. Connor had allegedly assaulted others. The day after Anderson's blog post went live, April 2016, five more women, including Janai Stapley, 19, Ty- Tyron Williams, 
um, Kaditia Diallo, um, who told the Daily Mail that she was 16 when Connor allegedly raped her and was too afraid to file a police report. Um, uh, Alyssa, uh, who opted to speak anonymously, and R&B singer Jean, Jean Dow spoke up. Uh, wow. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think somebody, somebody that this nigga was beefing with, mm-hmm. uh, somebody that this nigga was beefing with, basically outed the nigga and confirmed the shit on Twitter. It was a while back. I forget who the fuck it was. As I read the article, maybe it'll pop up. But I remember this shit going on Twitter when somebody in his in in, in that same crew that was beefing with him pretty much confirmed the shit, uh, which was a shitty way to confirm the shit. But they were beefing or whatever, so you know, you know niggas. Um, but yeah, then we get the Amber Rose, who they say model turned women's right rights advocate. Uh, said that she had spoken with twenty one women who alleged that they were assaulted by Carla. Uh, Amber, as as Rose very aptly told the Daily Beast that 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 June is innocent until proven guilty. But when you have twenty one women from all over the world that do not know each other but have similar stories, it gets to a point where it's like enough. In summary, fuck this nigga. Yeah. And it's weird because, like, he's not necessarily a public face. Um, necessarily, he does his work behind the scenes for the most part, which is all the better for everyone's eyes, thankfully. But no, like, he, yeah, he needs to not have the access to people that he currently has. Um, because, I mean, the number of victims he has can only grow. Right. And... If blacklisting him keeps him from making another victim out of his position, then so be it at this point. Like, nobody's talking about it. Like, actually. Like, they interview him and they talk about, like, strictly fashion. And no one asks him about, hey, like, all these people have these allegations against you. Like, what's going on? So, I don't know. It's it's something how... Um, it's, it's just, it's one of those things where it's kind of like to bring the point home... Of like how everybody's like overreacting to like Me Too and like all the you know this this accountability for men being trash. Like nobody again, it's rare. Not saying it doesn't happen, but it's rare that somebody gets canceled, quote unquote, or sees this shit. You know what I mean? Like that's why the whole thing is like al- rape allegations or allegations ruin a man's career and uh, and in, in, um and name. No, they don't. No, they don't. Our Kelly's still working. You know, as as in this article here. Uh, just to bring the point home, Terry Richardson has been accused of sexual assault almost 10 times. Photographer Mario T- Testoni a handful of times. Matt Lowe, Bruce Weber over three times each. 21, 25-year-old Ian Connor has been accused of rape by a whopping 21 different women. That is even more than President Donald Trump, who has been accused of sexual harassment by over 20 different women. So it's like, again, it is very rare that Someone gets an uh, rape uh, allegations thrown on them, and it's like, oh, we're not gonna work with this nigga. Oh, we shun this nigga. It 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 doesn't really happen. Like people that as a society and the culture that we have, we just don't give a fuck. Like if a dude is accused of, of rape, even if a dude is convicted, tried, found guilty, generally we still kind of don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like it's like we just we we are a country. A society that just does not give a shit about assault and rape and all that shit. Like we say we do, but we don't. Like motherfuckers still work. Like it might not be the exact same job. I mean, Harvey Weinstein for God's sakes. I mean, this nigga in oh, optics wise, yeah, he's away. But 
he still has all the money. He still has some uh, semblance of the power that he's accumulated over the years, uh, which is sad because he spent he spent those years um, harassing um, and assaulting women. You know, but he still has it. Like we, you can't necessarily take that away. You can strip him of his power and and stop him from continuing to do the shit. But he, you know, he he ain't gonna see a day in jail. You know what I mean? R. Kelly still make music. They still play R. Kelly music on the goddamn radio. Um, you know what I mean? Like Ian Connor. You know he with his connections to Kanye. That boy is still gonna be working, and he more or less is a rapist. It's just it's, it's sad. You know what I mean? Like, and that's why the overreaction, like, oh, y'all just coming out to everybody, you know, you're going to ruin this man's reputation. No, no, they ain't. No, they ain't. Right? Like, we're not ruining his reputation. He shouldn't have did that shit. He wouldn't have a ruined reputation to be worrying about. Right. Right. So, you know, it's just, we we have to do better. We have to do better. Um, the Ian Connors, the, uh, all these niggas, this, be, this behavior has to go. Because if it doesn't, then what the fuck is the point? Um, so in lighter news, so in lighter news, um, as soon as my uh, <laughs> as soon as my damn Spotify decides to stop being a nigga and cooperate with me. Is that what you looking for? Hold on, is that what I think it is? I might not have got that far in the damn mixtape. Are you looking for one Alonzo Ball's mixtape? Ball in the yes. Ball? Yes. 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 Okay. So, yeah, I've been I've been playing it in the background the whole time we've been on. Um, I'm not sorry about that. Um, because this shit is jamming. Like, okay, so... Bops all over the place. Okay, well, I don't know about that. Now. But, okay, so... So, if you don't give a fuck, which you probably may not, and it's fine. So, Alonzo Ball, we all know that he is the son of... Um, Loud, angry, um, head ass uncle, but who kind of sort of halfway sometimes has a good point, Laval Ball. Um, okay, so we know that. All right, cool, got it. All right. This nigga has a mixtape. And some of this shit is fire. <laughs> I can't even lie. Some of this shit is fire. Ain't that what I just said? You told me, wait, wait, oh, nope, nope. No, you said all of this shit is fire in order. No, I said this shit got bops all over the place. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That okay. Like it's it's a couple tracks. I just kind of let the little trap snares play and you know be great in their own little way. But yeah, this it's got some good little songs on it. I like I, I like it actually. I you know like because I heard about it on I heard about it on um, my boy uh, Rashani uh, single Simon case. They were talking about it. And I was like, you know, let me. They played a couple of tracks. And I was like, okay, let me. Uh, see for myself, and like I, this shit got some bops. I can't fucking lie. Now, before we get these jokes off, and also get the, the sprays off, do you think Lonzo is a better rapper than he is a basketball player? No. Okay. Do you think he will be a better rapper than he will be a basketball player? Absolutely not. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because I feel like Lonzo legit only raps for fun. Yeah, not that's because I don't, not because I don't feel he can like be some heir to the throne or whatever, but like I don't want to get too like over the top with it and how I listen to you know again a mixtape by a twenty year old, but um I have old he was nineteen twenty, but um no like basketball is like what he has done for a living his entire life, um 
he, as far as we can tell, um, I mean, he's playing fine now. Like, he had a pretty big game of the night. And, um, you know, he had the injury early in, in the season. But, you know, had an okay rookie season. Seems like he has room to get better. And, you know, on a team that's surrounded by people who are pretty young and looking to get better together. So, I feel confident for him in that way. Like, I'm not sitting here, like, trying to annoy him like, you know, Magic did before he played his first NBA game or anything like that. But I think he'll be fine in the NBA. Um but back to this music, though. <laughs> I just happen to enjoy the rap. Like, I, like, I'm, like my head's been not to this shit like the whole time. Like, the, like I, the nigga, he got some bops. It, it's it's got some bops. Like the first song, like playground mode, right quick, and then turn, and I'll turn you up in the uh, in the uh, in the control room. Which one? Grind mode. Grind mode. Okay, one sec. Like this shit is banging. Oh, oh. Shit. oh no! Like this shit, the shit is fucking banging. Like too slow, too slow. Hello, Get to the bag, get to the paper, get to the money. Get to the cash, you'll see you later. Come in and run it. I get the bag, I get the paper, I get the money. I know that she fine, but a dollar worth more than a dime. I'm in grandma. 2018 coming with the flame, you know we starting it right. Rody is pumping the beat. B Jones is picking it up and he giving it life. KP is up on the feet, DC and route. Yeah, team synchronized, bringing their crowd to their feet. Should be on their knees. Wow, we blessing the mic. You see me shining at night. That is too bright, looking like sunny delight. You know I PJ the flight. I take off tonight. Check up the temperature right. We might just land in Dubai. Look to the sky. Damn, all my beats fly. Look at my piece of the pie. Don't look surprised. All of my bank accounts rise. Look at that shot, is she fine? Yeah, she a dime, but I can't pay her no mind. Too focused on grind, no, I can't give her my time. Tell her to wait in the line. Not in my prime, but I shine. Optimus Prime, tell them to all get behind. Oh, 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 no. Yeah, he, like, that was one of the ones I was bobbing my head to, like, I, I like that shit. Like, Nigga was flowing. I can't even, right. I can't front on Nigga was flowing. Like, I also like that the nigga got good beats on this shit. Like, I don't know who the fuck uh, LaVar <laughs> pulled strings to get some of these beats for this shit. But the shit, the shit got some boppers. Now, some of the shit is very missed. Like, the, like Super Saiyan, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. Because mm. <laughs> for a song that's called Super Saiyan, uh, knowing, like, the Dragon Ball Z reference, it, 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 it was not Super Saiyan at all. It was it was very, very earthling. It was very, very Krillin. No, no, fuck that, because Krillin be having some awesome moments. It was, it was very, very Yamcha. Very, very Yamcha. Um, I, um, but, like, nigga, this shit is... It, it, shit is jamming a little bit. I can't, I can't front. Um, I'm probably going to add this shit into my rotation. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm gonna be at work listening to fucking Lonzo Ball's mixtape. That okay, there are worse fates. Um, you could be listening to Kobe Bryant's tape. Oh no, baby, what is you doing? Well, Tony Parker's tape. Wait, 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 wait. Tony Parker has a tape. Yes. Why? <laughs> Why? Wait, are, are you you're playing? You didn't know Tony Parker had a. I did not know that. I'm dead serious. I did Ooh. not know Tony Parker um, had. A tape. Oh, okay. Let me. Okay. Woo. Here we go. I mean, it's in French, but whatever. Hey, you're kind of getting this Brian McKnight on in this shit. It's, it's kind of lit, actually. 
c'est que nous, on était quasi tous les premiers là, qui avaient avant le basket, notre premier truc, toujours ensemble. À l'époque, on était fous un plein de l'autre. On était jeunes, on était fous à Pia Trop, on était rien sans jeunes. On était simple, on était deux, on pensait un. Hey, I'm not gonna lie, this shit around a little bit. I don't know what the fuck he's saying because it's in French, but I like this shit. I mean, it's not that bad. Like, it, it, it could be a lot worse. Um, why do I feel like he's why do I feel like he, he saying some nasty shit in French? The song is called Premier Love, so that's definitely in play. Oh, mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he probably telling somebody, he probably telling a the woman they're gonna make the rules think. Okay, then. Who they say? On the hook. Some nigga with braids. So oh, Trey Song cousin. Oh my god. Trey Yodos. <laughs> Cavate Yodos. <laughs> okay. It's not Trey Songs, it's Deuce Sings. Do what? Shit, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> shit. But yo, I can't. I, I cannot fucking lie, though. I. I like I like this um I like this uh track. I also like how this nigga had literally has a song named after his dad, and it's his dad. Oh yeah, it's the opening track. Yeah, it's, it's the best. It's this opening where he got drafted and shit. I I'm not gonna lie, I, I do like that. This nigga this nigga has has his dad as a, as a whole ass song. I'm not gonna lie, I do like that. I like the touch. I fuck I fuck I fuck with the vision. <laughs> I fuck with. So yeah, we're up here saying that Laval Ball's mixtape is it's 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 worth listening to. It's worth listening to. It's what we're trying to relate to y'all. Um, speaking of an album that's worth um listening to, so it is a, a monthly um uh, Bring It Bike. Uh, for those who don't know, this is uh where we review an album that's at least ten years of age or older, um, and do exactly what the segment title implies and bring it back and discuss it. Um, and this week, this month, week, we are doing Genuine's second studio album, um, 100% Genuine, which was released on March 16th, 1999. Um, and before we go any further, apologies if we did this last year. We couldn't remember. And the other problem with doing Bringing Bikes in March is no one drops heat in March. Like, yeah, that's the other thing. No Niggas, I don't know what it is about March, but niggas is like, you know what? We just not, not going to drop no fire. March is just a throwaway month. Like, we just gonna skip over, um, and we just gonna prepare y'all for the slump. We just gonna wait until April here on after to drop heat because niggas do not believe in releasing fire in fucking March. But, um, but yes, 100% genuine. The album peaked number five on the Billboard 200 charts by August 2000. It was certified double platinum in sales. Whoa! Wait, what? Right after what? 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 Wow, like we <laughs> I did not know that did that. <laughs> I did not know that until we, just now. We we wow, like purchasing power for R and B was at a fever pitch. After oh sales ex- exceeding two million copies in the United States. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, it was certified gold in June nineteen ninety nine and double platinum by August two thousand. Okay, well, I don't okay. know what to say. Like I'm, I'm tongue tied right now. I, I, words are hard. <laughs> <laughs> Mistakes were made. Oh goodness, there's spaghetti everywhere. Wow. Um, okay, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's get into the merits of this album, shall we? Um, okay, so 
first of all, it basically begins with what's so different. Let's just start there. Um, yeah, more or less. And I'm actually going to get the album playing in the background while we discuss it. Um, and like, this was the era of rappers burying their best songs on like track 12, track 15, track 17, shit like that. R and B was still swinging for the fences, like in the first like two tracks. Yeah, there was like, yo, we about to gently punch you in the chest with like our best work, <laughs> and gently because we're R and B artists, but like you about to get all we got, like the good shit early. Do you remember the video for this song? Um, for which one? What's so different? What's so different? Um, I do not actually. I do not remember the video. Mm. It's been a while. I don't know. It's just another one of those genuine videos, or like he's just doing his dancing thing and. Yeah, he he was a he was a dancing ass. We you know we don't talk about how genuine was a dancing ass nigga enough. We don't. Talk we really about don't. Um, I mean, and I don't know if it's the whole like there can only be oneness that we partake in today that we just like retrofit that shit and it's like yeah, Usher was the dancing ass nigga back then, not genuine. It's like no, they they both were. Yeah, we do have a tendency to do that where it's like it can only be one. But that's that's another conversation for another day. Mm. Um, anyway, yeah. So this album obviously produced by Timbaland. Um, yeah, because that's what I was gonna get to like first of all uh timbaland's ass was all over this goddamn album and all like every i don't know what it is like you timbaland did and still does even though i haven't heard anything produced by him in a long time if timbaland is in it you will know because it has a signature that signature timbaland style Mm mm-hmm to it, no matter who he's doing, no matter what artist, whether rap, R and B, both, what the fuck ever, it's it's got that signature Timberland thing to those beats. Yeah, it's, it's just like it's just the same the same way you know a Pharrell beat, the same way you know a Just Blaze beat. You know a Timberland beat. Mm-hmm. But Timberland, like there was something about the way like his R and B beats, like for example, like We Need a Revolution, I need a, re- need a resolution by Aaliyah or. Hit him with the heat by Missy Elliott. Like all these songs have these really like very punchy hip hop sounding. On, on, not to cut y'all, but on this album, even the slow shit, like so anxious. Mm. Like it's just that whatever the fuck he puts in it, he just does. And I this album now, content wise, I think revisiting it and maybe it's just with better, you know, older ears. But content wise, mm, not Gene Wine's strongest work. No, no. Um, this is this is a, this is well, no. This is just a young genuine who. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to frame this right. Um, this is kind of whole faded genuine. But yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's weird saying it as this is like by far his most introspective album on this uh, song on this album. And what's so different? Where he's like. I mean, you're saying shit is different, but you cheated on him. I know you ain't going to cheat on me. Like, Right. I don't even know if I should continue doing this. Like, let me just drop your ass off at home and keep it moving, because um, you got a man already. And, right. I mean, that's totally not the way that song goes in 2018. That song is, you know, you, you have Bryson Tiller on it, and the BPM is slowed down by about a third, and the next thing you know, you're talking <laughs> about... Yeah, man, so it doesn't matter, though. I can love you better. I have the fuck he be mashing through his songs, but... um, Right. Nowadays you be rap. Nowadays he be rap singing about how he find out via Snapchat, right? That was your man on the Snapchat. You could go. He's a whack whack. Like, come on, man. Like, stop it. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, like You yeah, you could tell this was made in the mind of like young, like 
young and dumb. Like this is basically like the Bachelor Part Two. <laughs> more, or you less. know what? <laughs> I mean, more or less. Good old. And I mean, where were you when you first heard "So Anxious"? Who? Um, <laughs> um, because friend, I remember. <laughs> I the first time I heard "So Anxious," I was in the car with my cousins because um, I was attending a basketball game with them, and they had the, the you know, they were much older than me, and um, they were um, we was in the car on the radio, and I was hanging with them. I just you know wanted to go, and I heard this shit. And I had no business hearing this shit. <laughs> I heard this shit. But I heard it. And I remember because I was with my my cousin, his girlfriend, and our other cousin at the time. And I just remember like my cousin giving his girlfriend this look when the shit came on. <laughs> and, I, and again, my ass is too young for any of this shit. <laughs> like, like in today's time, he was giving her that look like I... I'm gonna tell your ass up tonight. <laughs> You're gonna get that work, right? You gonna get that work. And so I didn't know what was going on, but obviously, older, like looking, yes, like that. This, this is one of those times. This, this is this this is one of them songs where yeah, somebody somebody might be making a, a baby tonight. Correct. Um, and okay, so real quick, um, this single was released June first, nineteen ninety nine. Um. Which was a really long time after the album was released, almost a, over a year um, after. And yeah, I was just home from school for my freshman year of high school. And the way it went back then is like we'd be on like a three way call or more um, on the phone. And uh, we'd have like BET or MTV or VH1 back when they still did videos. Um, or the box, rest in peace. Right. And we would just jump around from channel to channel on the phone with each other, like talking about the videos we were watching. And we saw this, and then there was the breakdown where he did the dance with the hat and everything. And um, I just remember being like, yo, this shit is fly as hell. And you're 15 years old. We're like, yeah, we need to put this on a, on a, on a date playlist. And it's like, what do you mean date playlist? Like, we still get rise without mob style dates. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> what, what is true? I mean, you're going to put that on a, on a mixtape and y'all, y'all going to listen to it with one earbud and one earbud? Like, that, that, that's what you mean? Right. That's what's hot in these streets? <laughs> But no, yeah, so anxious. Yeah, like I said, I remember vividly being on the phone with like four friends, like all on like this extended three way call uh, when we saw this video. And like, oh, look at Junior Wine go getting his little swerve on and shit. All right, remember, the, remember those goddamn brazy head? Those cornrows. That was his hashtag look back in the days. Right. <laughs> look, hashtag mood. Look, I'm not even mad at it, to be honest. I mean, it was the style back then, it was the style. It wasn't like he was Kawhi Leonard in it. Like, the only nah, you, know what? you know what? <laughs> only nigga out here with Bray. It's like, he wasn't that at all. But Right. Uh, so, I guess we, like, what are your, so as we always do, like, what are your favorite songs on this top three? No no particular order. Um. So, What's So Different is one of my favorite songs, like, of that era. Mm-hmm. Um, and I almost feel bad picking it because it was a single. And you know me, I try to go to the deeper cuts. Mm-hmm. Um. But as far as deeper cuts, um, number one fan was a little bop. I like that one. You know, you're singing about, you know, looking for my number yeah. one fan and like, you know, you could be out there probably, you know, you got my poster on the wall and you look at it when you're feeling yourself and it was a cool little song. Good little one to start the second half of, again, like this, his whole phase album. So, right. It was that one. Um, God, I wasn't that big of, like, I mean, like I like so anxious, but I'm I'm not putting it in my top three. Although again, it has a very specific function in life. Um, 
I think I just liked same OG more. Can I say that? Is that something I can get away with? It's your list. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean because I mean, think about it. Like, we've had sing-alongs that are so anxious on the timeline as a family. Like, I was there for that shit. That's and a- you know, it's such a fun song to sing out. Like, it's like you can type in ten ten at you know in three minutes on your side as of you know the time we're recording this. You can type in ten ten when it is, and like everyone on the TL will fill in the rest of that shit. It will just happen, True. and it's fucking glorious every time. But I like same OG a little bit. And I know it's a pain in the ass to hear that, probably. But hmm. yeah, so what's so different? Number one fan, same OG. Okay. Uh, for me, it would be same OG, so anxious, and I, I think I'm tired between number one fan and crying. I'm crying out. Okay, I, I can dig that. I'm crying out was a cooler jam. I like that one. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, I think um, yeah, I think yeah, crying out. So for me, same OG, so anxious, and I'm crying out. Also. Um, I hated none of your friends' business, by the way. Uh, <laughs> why you hate number? Why you hate that? I just did. Like I, I, I didn't Even like back, it. I didn't hate it. Huh? Even back then, you hated it. Or something that you hated over time as it's. Aged? Um, I think my hatred of it is, has plateaued as time has passed. But like, I remember it ain't none of your friends' business. Ain't like I just hated the repetitiveness of the chorus. Yeah, um, I, I, I think the song could have been structured a little bit better. Um, I will say that the. When I see you with your friends under my breath. Like, that little part is fun to like. Mm. like you, hit, you hit a song on contemporary radio, like, it's fun to sing that part. I will say that much. But, like, yeah, the rest of the song, I can't. Like, I, I just don't like it. Um, having said that, I totally understand why it was a single. But, yeah. I can it was, also, it was also the fourth single. It was, you know, it was in, in the fall. And, you know, like, the, the creep songs are, like, reestablishing as a thing. Like, you know, this is what we're doing. Nobody else needs to know. Like, the whole, like, genre is coming back. And, yeah, yeah. This a de- this definitely a what's need to what what's understood don't need to be explained album. Right. So, uh, but also I would just like to say I do enjoy Genuine as an artist, but his covers of songs. Because mm. on his first, on the Bachelor the Bachelor he had the cover of um shit, I just had the shit pulled up um. On the Bachelor, he had the cover of "When Doves Cry," which is arguably the which is, worst cover uh, of all fucking garbage. <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad! It's so bad. It is. It is absolute trash. Just the fucking worst. Oh my it god! It is arguably okay. the worst cover of all time and all of musical history. As much as I enjoy Wide as an artist, that right there is probably the absolute worst cover any artist has ever done in the history of music. And he followed it up on this album with a cover of She's Out of My Life. Which, and why? Why? Which, why, why? Just why? I mean, in fairness, it is better than the wind does cry, but that's still not saying much. <laughs> just why, Gene? Why? Just why? Why? Why did you do that, Sharon? Why? <laughs> so yeah, but I, that's that's it. Just stay away from covers, Genuine. Just please stay. The power of the cover has been scraped away. Are you playing? Did he? No, I'm playing. Uh, crying out in the background. Oh, okay. I was... I'm not doing that to myself. No. So yeah, 
Um, so yeah, I think that's it. Um, that's all the show we had uh, this week. Uh, yeah, you got anything in the outgoing? Because I really don't have nothing else. Um, do I have anything else I want to say on the podcast? Um, I'm gonna say no right now. I'm gonna regret that by Thursday because something will totally pop into my mind. I'll be like, damn it, I should have said that. That happens a lot when that we record. Mm. Yeah, and also, it's, I the problem, it's the problem with structure. When we go on structure to get all that shit out, but right, right. So anyway, yeah, check out this album. Go back and listen to it. It's on most of the streaming services, not all of them. Um, getting your hands on, say, Timberland and Magoo might be a little more of a challenge, but um, yeah, because we tried to do that once, and we couldn't find the shit. Right. <laughs> well, you couldn't find it. I had it uploaded in my cloud already, but I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't use, find you it. use Spotify and I use Google Play. So like that shit was like not talking to each other at all. Right, they didn't even have the same area code. So uh, I don't. I um, have my usual, you know, be good to yourself, be good to others. Um, one thing I'm practicing and trying to be a better person is sometimes there are things that don't need to be a story, um, but I also don't have to step in the way of people of the story. That's my little tidbit. You know, I'm really, I mean, I'm still a terrible person, but I'm trying to be better. Um, and putting genuine effort to try to be better. Um, and sometimes, just for my own sanity, I am learning to not to. I'm learning to just walk away from things, uh, which is hard sometimes. Honestly, it is. But I'm just learning to walk away from things, and that sometimes some things, even if I'm right, it's not worth it. Um, yeah, that's um. I guess Jeremy's corner or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, tears of a Dante. Yeah, you know what. You know what? I would have made that the show title, but we already did that for an uh, old episode. So we did. Um, <laughs> so you know what? I don't think this show has a title. Um, that's one thing I will say. Um, oh, I named I a hundred percent whole album. Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while, while I'm playing the shit, of course. Right. Uh, so we're gonna get out of here because we also don't want to get sued. Um. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, we'll have some fun stuff for you. We might have a guest. Who knows? Um, but until then, um, be, be a greater hoe and not a hater hoe, and we will see you next week. Yes. Um, time for me to go watch some soap cutting videos. Bye. Bye.